Holy shit and congratulations. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Yeah, we're here with Planet Rage, episode number 13. Lucky 13, Larry. (laughs) Just glad it's not Friday, that's all. Right. uh, I know some people believe in that whole numerology thing. Some people believe 13's lucky. Look at Taylor Swift. It's worked for her. Oh, is that right? Is that her lucky number? Yeah, she was born on December 13th, and that's always been uh, her lucky number. And it seems really. like she's gotten really Good. rich by she's uh, done well yeah. by tying a lot of things. But to not lucky 13. at love, is she? No, not lucky at love at all. No, but who is at that age yet? I mean, this is a very weird world. How old is she? She's 30, uh, 1989. So uh, what, 31? Oh, she's 32. Old. She's done. She's oh, an old maid. For, she's uh, done. For this world, yes, maybe. No, really, one of the one of the uh, you know saddest, weirdest things I ever saw was Whitney Houston, who was every bit as huge as as uh, Taylor. Oh yeah, her day for sure, and enormously talented. And I don't know, you know, it's, it's like one of those things you kind of channel surfing. You flip her out, and you know, whatever the hell it was, Access Hollywood or some shit. And she was just engaged to a guy that I think lumped her up. I think her first husband smacked her around. Or right, something. that was Bobby Brown, right? That's Bobby Brown. That was it. And uh, here's this woman who's, you know, stunningly gorgeous, has a, you know, a voice like no one else. You know, she was a huge movie star besides a recording star at that time. She had, I mean, she had everything, everything. Was, was covering the bases. Everything. <laughs> and reporters says, oh, I hear you just got engaged, right? And yet what you think I'm gonna, you're going to hear is, oh, yeah, I met this guy. He's the greatest. I mean, you know, and she goes, tell us about this. And, and, and Whitney says, well, I'm 30. It's time. <laughs> oh, that see that spells disaster on the horizon. <laughs> I mean, holy shit! I'm th- hey, you, you got a pulse? Get over here. Let's get married. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that it did, was sad. Did not bode well. Didn't no. And uh, I mean, there was people that we played some Taylor the other day on the stream, and we're making comparisons to Britney. But I think Taylor's got it way more together than Britney ever had it. I think yeah. Taylor actually understands the business and i think she's playing it to her advantage including mm. the politics i mean i could be wrong but she was somebody that didn't get into politics until later and mm. just a guess is that it's to i mean kid rock was the one that made the comment that she was doing it it's funny you say whitney houston was also a movie star that taylor swift wants to be in movies and that was his theory was she was kissing up to the uh, leftists in hollywood, hollywood. Mm-hmm. Which is possible. I'm like, you know, she's making so much money right now. I'm like, in 13 years, oddly enough, her magic number, she'll be 45. My thing is she'll probably be a Republican by age of 45 because she won't be making as much money. And when you're when, you know, it's great when you're the money's flowing in and you can't spend the money you're making, Larry. It's really easy to be a socialist, you know? Yes. Now, when the money is slowing down and you're like, wait, wait, the government's taking how much? That's usually when politics change. Yeah, that's the usual story. A lot of people are very liberal that are Democrats, and then they hit a certain age and logic sets in and they're like, huh, this hasn't worked so far. You're dialed into that stuff. My kid went to see um, Harry Styles over the weekend. She came down when he was down at the Great Western Forum. And um, I mean, I think it was, I think it was her friend paid fifty bucks to park the car. <laughs> she bought a T-shirt that was forty-five bucks. You know, I don't know what the hell the tickets cost. <clears throat> and so she asked me, you know, how much? How much did Harry make last night? And I, you know, I just kind of hip shot said, well, I mean, if there's if there's DJs that are getting a million bucks a night for spinning fucking records, I would think. 
that that Harry would pocket at least seven figures per show. But you're dialed into that stuff. What you know? What what? How much did Harry make? They definitely make a lot more on the concerts and the merchandising than they do on the albums. Sure. And the music, because this, this again, is a whole different world now. And even back in the day, I mean, the artists were making nothing when it came to album sales. So album sales were great, but that's something that people have never really understood, which is if you go and you get a record deal, people think you have it made. But no, that's not true. Sure. I know from the one uh, country artist that I ran her fan club, a Canadian artist mm. named Carolyn Dawn Johnson, that I think they upped her, you know, fronted her about a half a million bucks to make the record. But out of that first, you know, 500,000 oh, yeah. sold, you have to pay that half a million sure. back before you see right. anything at all. Oh, let me tell you, as a multi-published author, they got that whole business uh, model from the print business, same thing with books. People go, oh, you got a book. You must be rich. <laughs> no, that doesn't earn out after a long damn time. Sure. Yeah. With self-publishing, you can be, but then the, the getting the book sold is the hard part. Right. And right. so, so for, for the money. Is. So, so for a live performance, so what do you figure like a Taylor Swift? What does she clear? What does she pocket? Well, some um, of the better tickets in her get? show were without scalpers were a thousand bucks for the front row and that. Right. So. You know, with the right amount, they're they're clearing a lot of money, a lot of money. I mean, it's hard to say now if it's in an arena that has, you know, 20,000 people in it, Mm -hmm. you could easily see them making a half a million bucks just on the ticket sales alone. And then, like you said, the T-shirts at 40 bucks. I mean, I know prices have gone up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but when I was running that fan club, I was the one designing the merch, getting it, you know, finding people to make it in Nashville. And T-shirts are not expensive to make. You know, it's three to five (laughs) bucks for a good quality T-shirt. Yeah. And then you're going to turn around and sell them now quite often, like you said, 40 or 50 bucks. Or those jerseys, those $300 teen jerseys you were telling me about. (laughs) Right. Yeah. If you want an official uh, baseball jersey, I I can't even imagine what the official hockey jerseys must be up to. (laughs) A lot of money, but you can't get them. It's still, it's strange. I look for the White Sox jerseys again today because my nephew wanted them. And yeah. there's nowhere to be found. So oh, they're in a barge off of Long Beach. Yeah, exactly where they are. If yeah. we can only get to that barge, we'd be in good shape. Yep. We would be in really good shape because it's going to be a very strange <laughs> holiday season. But, uh, you know, a lot of stuff to rage about today. And it's sad being that this is Thanksgiving week. But Chicago, as usual, a 31 shot, five fatally, won a 14 year old boy. But that really pales in comparison to what happened last night in Waukesha, Wisconsin. (laughs) And this is to me, a clear cut case of what's going on when it's a guy with multiple felonies already on his record that was out on bail from two days before that seemingly went and decided to go cause mass carnage at a Christmas parade in a small town in Wisconsin that, of course, is a majority, a white town. I mean, I double checked. I kind of figured Waukesha was from what I knew about Waukesha. But it's a town where only 3% black. So it's a good town to choose, I guess, if you're going to go try to kill a bunch of people mm-hmm. at a Christmas parade. And, you know, the one clip that I brought for today is like eight minutes. And I don't know how much we even need to get through, but it was the Joy Reed show covering the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, (laughs) which I believe led directly to what happened in Waukesha then last night, because people listen to these morons. Sure. And how this stuff was covered is still after all is said and done, the amount of times they misrepresent facts or outright lie about facts and the way that they frame everything If there's still any question, especially after you hear what's in the clip that I've got, if there's any question, anybody listening out there that this is not being done intentionally, I think you're missing the whole boat on this because this isn't just somebody not knowing what they're talking about. These are people that work for a news organization that's owned by NBC. And if this Mm -hmm. is being allowed out on the air, This is not, again, somebody's blog. Right. 
This is not somebody who doesn't have the resources. But I thought it was interesting because it was on the Joy Reid show, but she was a guest on her own show, which just shows you how did weird. She, did <laughs> she interview herself? Did she like you know, flip from seat to seat, mic to mic? That would have been more entertaining. Yeah. It would have been way more entertaining. But she had a fill-in host, oh. which I've got a little bit of him. And I, to be fair, there are some things cut out of this. Nothing that I thought really added one way or the other. This was just a like 15 minute clip that I got down to like 10 and maybe we'll get yeah. through like seven or eight because it's joy Reed, it's Reverend Al and somebody else. But the way they frame the Rittenhouse trial, then in the resulting hours after a guy that has been a black lives matter supporter that has posted about that kind of stuff on social media about going after white people actually goes and does it. If this was Donald Trump, I mean, you, you know what they did to Donald Trump with January 6th. Oh yeah. I want to know when they're going to start going after joy Reed and Reverend Al and all that, but let's, we'll get the clip started. And if you okay. need, you know, I'm sure we'll stop this like 8,000 times <laughs> because it's just going to induce rage after every few seconds. But this is from MSNBC, the Joy Reid show. We begin the readout tonight with yet another judicial gut punch. 18 year old cop. OK, right there. Another gut punch. Judicial, judicial gut punch. Gut. Who is that? Who's that guy? Who, who is he? Speaking. The guy filling in for Joy Reid. You know, I really should have uh, <laughs> should have written that down. With the, I think she says his name here in a few minutes, right. uh, so we can okay. uh, we can. He, he clearly out. he thinks he's on top forty radio circuit nineteen seventy eight. Another judicial gut punch. <laughs> uh huh. That's exactly right, that, that delivery. Yes, it's a gut punch because we a gut punch. We don't like the verdict. It's a gut punch. Okay. We begin the readout tonight with yet another judicial gut punch. Eighteen year old Kyle Rittenhouse, a militiaman wannabe who crossed state lines, and again. This is wow. something that somebody had a, you know, mega clip of, of yeah. he crossed state lines, he crossed state lines, he crossed state lines, he crossed well, state lines. Well, that's the meme. Have you seen that meme everywhere? I love it. It's the two Wojaks with a street sign behind him for straight for uh, state, let's say state lines. And they're both like shrieking at it. State lines. State lines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know there are some states that are huge and you can live in the middle of Texas and it could take you hours. To get yeah. to any state line and to you, maybe you're dumb and you don't understand that there are people, you know, like this kid who I believe lives within like a mile of the border between Illinois and Wisconsin. Yeah. I live south of Chicago. I could be across the Indiana border in like 20 minutes if I get in my car and start driving, okay. you know, I, it's not far away. So this right. concept that crossing a state line is some magical thing. People cross state lines all the time for all sorts of reasons. Some people live in a different state than they were. You know, this is right. not n an unordinary thing that they cross state lines. But it is, again, in the first like five seconds of the coverage, mm -hmm. he's a wannabe militiaman who crossed state lines. Well, and it's been proven in the trial that he committed no uh, crime in crossing that state line. But that's the mentality of these people. They have, the, they have the mentality of small children playing hopscotch. You know, oh, your foot was on the line. You know, you're out. Or you don't get that point. You know, these little, little rules. It's never about the spirit of the law with them. It's right. about the letter of the law. That's what, that's what gets them stoked crossing state lines somehow makes all of this worse worse much worse yeah and kill two human beings at a black lives matter rally stop right there <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my finger was on the button i knew uh, the pedo is not a human being killed two people at okay. a black lives matter yeah. he's not a human being but no but that, no they are because they're all victims you know well, that's what de Blasio said. I believe it. Back in New York, he said there these these men were victims. Okay. Well, as Joe Biden has said, and Kamala Harris has said, and this is uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting lawsuits oh. if Kyle Rittenhouse wants to bring them. He better because his life is over unless that kid can do a Sandman and and scoop up you know eight figures in lawsuits. And buy himself a castle somewhere, you know, in, in a remote place with uh, which may be what <laughs> he fancy, needs. 
Of course, it's what he needs. He's a marked man. I mean, his, his life is fucked and he is going to need massive amounts of wealth to have any kind of a life to insulate himself from the scavengers uh, and predators that want him dead. Not according to MSNBC. No, no. no. He got off scot-free. Right. Was found not guilty on all five counts. President Biden told reporters that we have to respect the jury's decision. And the parents of Anthony Huber, Rittenhouse's second victim, released this statement. Quote, so, again, here's what we're going to are the victims. That's the coverage. We're going to hear what the victim's family say, because they're going to be the ones most logical and looking at things from a legal aspect, not totally emotional. Right. Right. No. And I mean, I understand no. giving them some coverage. But what do you think the victim's family is ever going to say? Has, has the victim's family ever gone? Yeah, well, you know, Uncle Fred was an asshole and deserved to get shot. They never say that. My son was a good boy. Yes. Yes. Even <laughs> then they show the rap sheet. His um, nails were clean. His laces were tied. I mean, sure, he had 37 felonies, but, you know, he was yeah. a good boy. It's a good boy. Oh, today's verdict means there is no accountability for the person who murdered our son. See, now you're wow. letting somebody say that he murdered their son, even though he had just been found no. not guilty of that charge. MSNBC right. doesn't care. They don't care. No, they don't correct that. They don't say this no. is what they said. But, you know, to be fair, he was found not guilty. Mm-hmm. No, that's this is how this is all going to be framed. Mm-hmm. It sends the unacceptable message that armed civilians can show up in any town, incite violence and then use the danger they have created to justify shooting people in the street. So now he created the violence. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. He was a one man riot. Mm-hmm. He did it all. Yeah. Nobody was nobody was uh, burning buildings <laughs> down. No. And hurling bricks and all the other stuff that was going on in right. Kenosha that night. No, none of that was real. These were just peaceful Black Lives Matter protesters. It's like you will never hear MSNBC refer to what was going on that night as you know, Kyle Rittenhouse shot somebody amidst a riot. No, it was a peaceful protest. Don't you know? I mean, this goes back to one of the early reports of the George Floyd rioting with, I think it was the guy on CNN who talking about yeah, that how Ali, yeah, that Ali Velshi idiot and, and the entire city's burning behind him. Yes. This is mostly peaceful. You can see it burning <laughs> behind him. Gunfire. Mostly peaceful. It's like, but you're saying it and people are going, well, they're saying it. It must be true. That's right. Don't believe your lion eyes. Listen to what we say. Yeah. Sure. Don't believe what you can actually see going on, you know, right behind the guy. It's like, why is mm-hmm. that whole block on fire? Is that normal yeah. for? I don't think sure. so. Make yeah. no mistake. Our fight to hold those responsible for Anthony's death accountable continues in full force. So what Good. does that mean? Their fight. They're going to keep that fight going to hold Good. accountable the people responsible for. Well, who, who's responsible then? Besides. Kyle Rittenhouse, even in this case, who are, who besides him are now responsible for the people being dead? I, I don't know. I guess maybe we'll find out. The lawyers for the other two victims, Gage, Gage Ghostkurtz and Joseph Rosenbaum said, while today's verdict may mean justice delayed, it will not mean justice denied. And again, OK, what do you mean? What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you exactly what that means. That means uh, was it uh, Garland or? Oh, no, it was uh, Nadler. Nadler said that uh, this was a travesty of justice and he was going to make the feds uh, look into this. So maybe they can have a second trial, federal trial for, <laughs> for Rittenhouse. That's that's what he said. We all the know that the, anybody that has ever paid attention to the legal system mm-hmm. of the United States knows what double jeopardy is. Right. And you cannot be retried on the same counts. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have lawyers saying this stuff and being unchecked by somebody like MSNBC morons saying, mm-hmm. This isn't over. This is just justice delayed. Right. That sends a really bad message again in the guys or in the, you know, in the spear of what happened last night in Waukesha. This kind of wonder why this guy was so upset that he went and mowed down a bunch of people. Yeah. Just, Just saying, what if he watched MSNBC? Maybe. We're committed to uncovering the truth of that night. No, you're not. 
You're not unwilling to. Well, the truth was uncovered by, you know, endless video from every fucking angle. I think that uncovered the truth right there, didn't it? But no. Again, don't believe your lying eyes. Exactly. Holding those responsible to account. The demonstrations at the heart of the trial were in response to the police shooting of Jacob Blake, who was shot seven times by a white Kenosha police officer. Now, okay, why was this important? I don't know. You know, (laughs) and you hear how he said, seven times? By, you know, a black, by a white, it's like, so again, you're making everything into race. Yes. I mean, you could have just said, I mean, everybody following this, everybody watching MSNBC knows, but the fact that you have to keep pointing that out, and it's like, I don't know, this concept that Martin Luther King Jr. wanted, which was everybody to be colorblind right. and people to be- That's ch- out the window. No, that's, that's gone. gone. It's gone. Yeah. You know, my favorite, I am completely down with the Morgan Freeman statement with Mike Wallace years ago on 60 Minutes. I'm sure you've seen that where he just said, stop talking about it. And I basically refuse to even talk about race and racism because all that does is feed the fire, you know, and the, and the division and so forth, because it's just, just stop, you know, and I know, I know. It's, it's like, there it's, are it's, plenty it's, of other reasons to explain why some people are successful and some are not sure this is a blanket thing of course it is and it's just so disingenuous which just makes it even worse but this is why you have again a segment on a major i mean as sad as it is msnbc news network that just kind of covers this stuff you wonder why would you keep stoking this If you think the violence is bad, why do you keep stoking it? Was paralyzed from the waist down. His uncle, Justin Blake, was unsparing in his criticism of the verdict. So now we're going to the guy that was originally shot by the cops who, although he went into his vehicle while they were trying to, you know, restrain him and kind of reached for a weapon. But that, you know, his uncle, let's talk to him because that's that's the guy we want to be talking to. A bastardly and dastardly way hmm. he was using the law because this was not self-defense. I don't understand that what this guy thinks self-defense is. I mean, I, I think it's right in the words self-defense he's like he wasn't defending his family he wasn't you know it's like but he was defending himself self-defense doesn't matter those those rittenhouse prosecutors they said you know even basically you know the guy's guy sticks sticks a gun in your face you just let him shoot you right you let him shoot you you better (laughs) that's really the message how dare you defend yourself (laughs) don't you you can't do that you know it's it's just absolutely unbelievable again who they're going to for quotes what they're allowing unchecked on the air. I mean, of course, we're starting with the talking head saying it's a gut punch and this is how horrible the verdict is. But uh, let it continue here. Well, it is shocking that Rittenhouse was not found guilty. It's shocking. This is the guy, the the talking head on MSNBC again. It was shocking that Kyle Rittenhouse was not found guilty. You don't think this is stoking violence, MSNBC? I mean, it's shocking and it's a gut punch that this guy was let off. Right. But no, it's okay. I want to know. I mean, I guess I don't really want to watch MSNBC. I want to know how they're going to cover what happened last night in Waukesha. I mean, are they that stupid that they don't realize they're probably the ones at fault or a big part of it? Because this is the. I I don't think they're stupid at all. I think they're doing it with, uh, you know, all deliberation and uh, and intent you know really yes i agree not surprising at all in fact it's a return to normal for america a return to normal. normal there we go for america right after the conviction of former minnesota police officer Derek chauvin for the murder of george floyd joy since it's your show and i'm blessed to be sitting here <laughs> just start us <laughs> off what was your first thought when you heard the verdict that Rittenhouse was going to get free. Well, I want to first thank you, uh, Jason. Well, and it's also the verdict wasn't he's going to get free. The verdict, Mr. Newsman, is not guilty on all charges. The verdict is not he's going to get free. Yeah. 
for, for, for holding down the fort tonight. I was actually on a flight because, as you know, I took today off. I was on a plane. I was watching it uh, on the flight. I was not at all surprised. Um, we've talked about this. I mean, this is what we expected to happen because I think we have to keep in mind when we're watching the criminal justice system at work that it was designed to do exactly what it did today. The criminal justice system, says Joy Reid, did exactly what it was designed to do. Now, do you think she means, Larry? that it was meant to weed out who's actually guilty and who's not in the system work. Do you think that's what she means? No, the whole thing, listen, what you don't understand <laughs> is, you know, hundred of however many hundred of years ago in this, as the whole justice system was developing, those guys time traveled. They traveled right to last week or, you know, a month ago and said, let's, let's fuck with this thing and rig it so that when this kid blasts some Cretans at a riot, he gets off. That's how it happened. It was all, it. you know, future engineered. Gun laws helped to enhance the design to uh, allow this verdict to happen today. This so it's the gun laws fault now. Laws. Not justice, laws. not self-defense, right. not rioters who were right. beating this kid and would, could have probably uh, possibly killed him. No, none of that. No. But it's even worse. This country was built on the idea. What do you think she's going to say? This country was built on the idea of what? <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, uh, that white men had a, a, a particular kind of freedom and a particular kind of citizenship that only they have. That gives, you know, from the slave catchers on the right to inflict violence. So now she's comparing Kyle Rittenhouse mm. to slave catchers. And all white men can do whatever they want. Wow. That's uh, several million of them uh, rotting in prisons all around the country. Yeah, I would like to see the stats to prove what she's saying. Yeah. You know, on the other side of this, we have uh, district attorneys right now refusing to keep people in jail or Mm. to bring charges against people that are committing massive amounts of thefts and other violent crimes. Sure. Again, like we saw last night in Waukesha. Mm. But no, Joy Reid knows it's all it's all race. Um. In the name of protecting property. That's like the foundational creation of the United States. So it would have been shocking. The real, as I'm glad you mentioned the Derek Chauvin verdict. That was the surprising verdict. This should have been unsurprising. But what I do think we have to think about is not only the families of the two men who died and the family of Mr. Grosskreutz, they are, you know, they should be in our minds right now because they suffered. And there have been a lot of white people who have you know, defended black lives and paid for it with their lives. That goes all throughout our history, going back to John Brown and go through the civil rights movement. But what I am concerned about is the precedent this sets for what people will believe that they can do under law. So I don't really understand uh, for the two guys that were killed. How are they uh, defending black lives just because they were at a Black Lives Matter riot? You got me. That they were using this as an opportunity to riot, I guess, is what Joy Reid finds to be a upstanding citizen. Mm. When Black Lives Matter protests happen in the future and that people may use this as an excuse to start going out of state and doing what this out of state again. There we go. That state line thing. So, so I guess somebody should stop. Say, so if he if that had all happened within state, right, you'd be good with that. Yeah. Cool. in. It's just that state line thing. That's got to stop. Everybody stay in their own fucking state. People are dare going to show up. Yes. How dare you cross those state lines? That is the biggest problem that they seem to be having. That's it. Did believing that they'll get away with it. And in some cases, getting away with it. I I, want to keep on that point, Joy. Paul, that's the first thing that occurred to me. That was the first thing that occurred to him was this was going to be every white guy with the guns now going to feel they can go shoot people Hmm. i i I don't know the logic but let's see what this guy says uh the 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 first thing that occurred to me after this ruling is oh well okay now it's just open season like if if i'm walking around and and i'm a white nationalist you know coward little kid so okay now they're calling white nationalist yeah i think uh you know the his attorney should have a piece of that uh for the lawsuit that's that's i think it's defamatory isn't it yeah i would think well, Where's the it, proof? You know, as you Where's said, one, proof? he's a marked man. Two, he's never going to be able to hold a normal job. No, never. never. So 
you know, he's going to have to get paid somewhere and you may as well go after the people. Like yes. you said, Nick Sandman, Sandman, yeah. whatever his name was, uh, yeah. you know, he, he got the money and if he got what, 25 million, I think, it I, was. you know, nobody, all those things were, you know, uh, NDAs, the amounts you know, I've, I've seen 250 million. I've that sounds crazy high, but I don't, I really have no idea, but I saw a funny meme from the Babylon Bee saying that Sandman and the Rittenhouse agreed for joint to hold joint custody of CNN, which is, <laughs> which is pretty goddamn funny. Because I, 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 you know, they did apparently clip up a major hunk of cash out of uh, CNN's coffers. So. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Net Ned's like the cowardly little kid question mark. The and cowardly the little the, and what white nationalist to go. Where's the right. proof of this? It's wow. somebody that showed up. Wow. And of course, they made the case that he had no connection to Kenosha. And then you had all the his, testimony. His dad lived there. Yeah, right. His dad lived there. He has uncles and cousins that live there. Sure. So, right. yeah, he has no connection whatsoever. It's like you're making this right. guy out. I will say probably a really bad idea to put yourself in the middle of this situation. And the other side of that is if nobody stands up, then the town burns down and that's not good either. But as a 17 year old, probably not the smartest thing to put yourself in that situation. But once you're there and people attack you, there's no choice but to defend yourself. No, no. With an AR-15, and I see somebody drive by with a Black Lives Matter bumper sticker, and I feel threatened. I can open fire. See, now that's what they're going to re- <laughs> equate oh, this to. Larry, going to work. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So now, because of the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, if a white nationalist sees somebody drive by with a Black Lives Matter bumper sticker, according to the Talking Head on MSNBC, it's okay to just open fire. That's what they're taking from this. It's amazing. I mean, this whole Not thing really. was amazing. It's like I was trying to clip this down to our normal size clip <laughs> and it just kept going. And it's like it's too the, much meat there. <laughs> they just keep doubling down. Yeah. If I go by a youth group standing outside the local target and they're chanting Black Lives Matter and I feel threatened, I, I can open fire. Oh, yeah. You really? can open fire on a youth group. Really? Wow. Although there was the black guy who seemed to be a Black Lives Matter uh, supporter that mowed down a bunch of young children, white children in Kenosha. Is that okay, MSNBC? Do you do you not think you were stoking the violence to start this stuff happening? Just you know, not that far away from Kenosha. I don't know. It seems to me there would be a connection, perhaps, uh, but I'm not going to make that judgment. It's just speculating at this point. There's a lot of work to be done, a lot of investigating to be done to see what this guy was actually thinking he was doing. But it's going to be interesting to see. But msnbc blood on your hands paul is the ruling today really a precedent or is this the kind of thing that was always going to end up happening and we shouldn't see this as a real watershed moment it's not a formal legal precedent jason but make no mistake rittenhouse will be the poster child for reactionary white men who want to take the law in their own hands and again we're making this about race Take the right. Everything's always got to is got to be the the prism of race and taking the law into his own hands when he's being chased down, kicked, beaten and has a pistol stuffed in his face. That's taking the law into his own. Because, again, just dial 911. He should have pulled his cell phone right. instead of the AR-15. Right. Would have been all OK. And it's amazing if you've been following this along, uh, following along with this story, there yeah. were a ton, it appears of news outlets that claimed that the two guys that were dead were black. I, mean, I know. Horrible Wasn't journalism. that incredible? Yeah. Yes. Again and again, that was said Co- totally false. I mean, <laughs> it's mind blowing. It really is. I mean, you can't get that fact, right? It's not, but they know that you think they didn't know. They know this is deliberate. It's the, you know, if you lie enough time, some, there's going to be some mouth breathers are going to gobble every fucking lie. You know, people are busy, whatever. They keep seeing it the same thing again and again. And pretty soon it's accepted as fact. It's deliberate. There's there's no error there. I believe it could be an error for some people just because that journalism has become so lazy that if one outlet, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, prints that the victims were black. Nobody else investigates. If you're podunk paper in wherever, you just go by what they say, which is how news got to be so screwed up. Because people go by, oh, 
well, the New York Times said or CNN said or MSNBC said, so that must be right. We don't need to fact check that anymore. And sadly, the news organizations are now so decimated that a lot of times they don't have the staff to be able to do so. But they just run then with stories that are factually incorrect. And I believe you're right that it was probably started by somebody doing it intentionally, but one little, you know, in air quotes, mistake by the New York Times will now be reported by a hundred other organizations. Oh, sure. A thousand. Yeah. yeah. It, journalism is dead and it has been for many years. It really has. I mean, a lot of major schools stop teaching it as a major, you know, um, because <laughs> they, they know it's not really a viable career anymore. No, now you That's, have Twitter and a cell phone and now you're a journalist. Right. Exactly. You don't yeah. have to be accurate. You don't have to ask no. yourself who, why, what, when, and where. None of that matters. The fact that it. in journalism class, and I took one way back, the fact that there is a why in there is what a lot of people miss. Sure. And they just want to be the first to report something happened, but nobody gets to the substance as to why. And the end result is so much can be wrong. It can be maybe partially factually correct, but then put you in a mindset to think something else had happened. Mm -hmm. And then there's, of course, what MSNBC does, which is we have a narrative and we need to push it. We want to bring assault weapons to Black Lives Matter's protest. That's right. Everybody bring an assault weapon to the Black Lives Matter protest because this was just a peaceful Black Lives Matter protest. Didn't you see the video? <laughs> and who think that violence is a legitimate form of political discourse. Okay. Now, if you really had to say, which side do you think believes that violence is a proper way of having a political discourse more? Left or right? But that was peaceful violence. Those are pe those are those are campfires. That you know, all that stuff. It was like you know they were toasting marshmallows and s'mores. It had, you got this all wrong. I want that T-shirt, Larry. It's something that says "I believe in peaceful violence." Yes, it just has like buildings burning down <laughs> yeah. and Molotov cocktails being thrown. Yeah, I believe in peaceful violence. Yeah, in the eyes of the law, Rittenhouse is now actually the victim of the three men who he shot. Even though the evidence suggests that Rittenhouse went to Kenosha, spoiling for a fight. That's why he brought that semi-assault gun. So again, another lie. Another lie. Taking exactly what the finding of the court was and twisting that again, saying the evidence was clear. This mm -hmm. wasn't the, you know, it's, and you wonder why people then go and mow people down because the hatred keeps getting larger and larger. Mm-hmm. Exactly, cold acid. The evidence did not show that at all. But according to MSNBC, no. Doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. It's feelings it's about feelings. Yes. The evidence is clear. My feelings were hurt. Bulletproof yes. vest and the full metal bullets. The verdict doesn't mean that the jurors bought this Boy Scout image of Rittenhouse that the defense presented. It just means that they had reasonable doubt that they were 95% certain. But Jason, I can't imagine they're happy about an immature and reckless 17-year-old bringing a semi-assault rifle to patrol their streets. And I agree with Joy. At least he didn't say across state lines. Yeah, but semi <laughs> a semi-assault rifle and metal bullets. Yes. As yeah, opposed to if everybody else should load them with rubber bullets. Uh -huh. He had metal bullets. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> Since when did they start <laughs> using idiots. metal bullets? These idiots. Oh, my God. I think we should all be troubled that other people who want to take the law into their own hands may, might view this verdict as an invitation. So, yeah, this is an invitation to people yeah. to yep. go and just start mowing people down. Yes. I mean, with a gun, not a car, because a car. Right. I mean, I don't know. See, Are we going to start I don't know. after I, cars? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you with the thing. Uh, the, how do you say that place again? Waukesha. Waukesha. Is that it? Yeah. Waukesha. I only know because that's where the Bodines are from. The great band okay. back from Waukesha. the 80s and 90s. You know, so where's the call for, to ban pickup trucks? Right. SUVs. You can't have them. Because one of the stories I saw this morning said that a, you know, a, a truck, uh, uh, you know, the, the truck mowed down five people so like i guess it was must have been a google truck right right without a driver right no driver did it. it's nobody at that wheel <laughs> must have been must have been ai no yeah. actually wait there was a person behind the wheel 
Oh, there was. Just oh, like there is behind so a gun. Silly me. And you don't put the gun right. on trial. You put the person on trial. And then you find the person to be not guilty in all accounts. But then MSNBC tells everybody why that is wrong and right. why this is not going to stand. Rev. So Okay, we go to Reverend Al. And I mean, you have to include oh, Reverend Al. That's right. Yes. I've got to hear from Al. Oh, Al, I remember, I mean, uh, the um, I loved... Um, what the hell was it? Uh, John and uh, and uh, Adam had Revenal saying that there was that, that this all took place in Kinshasa. Not right. Kenosha. Remember that clip? That was, yes. I, I, I mean, Kinshasha, I couldn't stop yeah. laughing when I heard that. Revenal, <laughs> he brings his own unique way of pronouncing he things. He does. Which really, that's the one thing that makes him fun to listen to. Earlier this yes. year, uh, you know, I, I saw you on the air and, and you talked about, hey, part of why Derek Chauvin was convicted is because you had just massive nationwide global multicultural protests about George Floyd. The issue that I think a lot of people have, especially my, my, my students and young people, people I know who aren't actively involved in politics, is they're like, well, well, darn, it took a year's worth of protest to get one cop convicted. But now we're right back to what we had before, whether it's a. It didn't take years of protest to get a cop convicted. That's just how long trials take. Yeah. Maude Arbery being killed by three random white men or Kyle Rittenhouse. What is the activist response when there's a ruling like this? Because I can't imagine that a lot of people don't feel despondent about years worth of protests about this kind of violence and people still getting off for essentially murder. So now he's a murderer who got essentially off. murder, yeah. essentially murder. Yeah. OK, see what Al says. What you must also factor in is that even when the George Floyd murder happened, it has now come out that some of the violence in Minneapolis was done by right wingers who mm-hmm. pretended to be burning down places in Minneapolis that they were part of the movement and they were not. Which means that now we can see people baiting violence to have a reaction to justify doing what uh, Rittenhouse got away with today. This. So this is exactly the Dutch saying that Adam Curry always uses on no agenda, which is what you accuse me of. You are guilty of yourself, mm-hmm. which is, oh, well, you know, all of that, all that rioting that was going on in Minneapolis. Well, no, that was the right wingers that came out Just, to do that. Yes, they did that. And that's this. Mm-hmm. That's his answer to this. That's the right. first thing out of his mouth. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It is. But it isn't. Right. It's exactly it. And it's like, this is why hopefully you're listening to us. You know, don't believe anything you see in the media. Don't believe anything you see on social media. And you have to try to do your homework. And it's rough because you have to listen to what these idiots on MSNBC are saying. You have to see what CNN saying. You have to see what Fox is saying. You have to see what the Breitbart's are saying. You have to see what Drudge is saying. And it's amazing if you do that on an individual story. And it's great if you can do it on a story that's not as global and huge because it's interesting to see just the range of reporting that you will get and the the amount of facts that are just totally contradictory to what the other reporters say and you actually have to be able to which is something that's not being taught you have to be able to take all of this in and actually try to figure out where the truth lies and a big part of that i think is right back to what we just said the why part yeah but you're missing a you're 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 using one word that maybe you shouldn't it's not reporting there is no reporting it's all opinion pieces it's entertainment from everyone it's all it is it's sicko entertainment yes there's no reporting going on no one's doing that and that is the problem yeah we used to have a world i think even when we had people that were very much to the left or right. And I know people like Walter Cronkite were not perfect, but I think there were at least a few of his ilk that tried to report the news accurately. Sure. And we don't have that now. Everybody is biased and everybody lets that show in their news reporting with pride. Yes. You know, and that's something that I've talked about. I think Bill O'Reilly does a really good job of separating that but i also know he has a conservative bias so you have to figure that in Mm -hmm. but when you have to trust somebody at least where you're going to start with and then go well let's fact check them and it's it's very tiring but that's kind of what you have to do with your talking heads whether it's 
Bill O'Reilly or whether it's Tim Poole or whether it's Glenn Beck or any of these guys that you listen to what they're saying about these kinds of stories like the Rittenhouse thing and then see if you can fact check what they're saying. And I mean, it may be the greatest way to bullshit an audience, but that's when I start getting into politics more. Beck was the one that was kind of big at the time. And something he repeated almost nightly was, don't believe me, do your own homework. And maybe that's just a great way to convince people to believe you, because, you know, if if he's saying go do your homework, then he must be telling the truth. Or I think he was actually being honest about it, which is, you know, hey, I'm human. I might be screwing this up. I might be getting this wrong. So go do your own homework. But here's what I'm seeing. And we do need actual journalists that can do that now. Well, you're not going to get them. Sorry. (laughs) We're doomed is what you're saying. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, the whole, you know, no, we're not doomed, but the whole thing is upending. Um, And when you see it sort of on a, at at some, at, at a, with an entity that you know. Now, there's a guy I'm sure you've heard of, Nick Ricada, right? Yes. Well, right. He's the, your right. buddy that does the uh, has the law YouTube. Nick's a good friend, and he, you know, he uh, he's an attorney. He's a good guy, and I've done his show a number of times. Always had a ball, and you know, he's kind of like uh, you know, he he made some great strides. He was doing you know very, very nicely with his nightly um, live streams, and you know, he would do, do everything from you know law cases about comic books and stuff that really didn't interest me, but people, you know, obviously found a a sizable audience. Well, this Rittenhouse thing, just, he started live streaming that and it blew up and suddenly Nick was on Beck. Speaking of Beck. Nice. Yes. Nice. And, um, I think it was the, maybe the day before the verdict, Nick had over a million people in his live stream. Guess what? Yeah, that's we, more than that's more than Joy Reid's getting. <laughs> yes. That's more than Don Lamont is getting over on CNN. So here's this guy who is a virtual nobody with nothing going on from I think he's in Minnesota four years ago. And suddenly he's cuming a bigger audience than the mainstream media. Holy shit. And congratulations, Nick. Yes, because people believe what he's saying. Yes. And that is okay. something that people are looking for. I think that's why people listen to so many podcasts. They're looking for sure. alternatives. Of course. And we talked about, because it was the uh, the day before our last show, or that morning mm-hmm. of our last show, was when the deliberation started, the final closing argument started in the Rittenhouse case, and uh, Nick Ricada's channel on YouTube was being shut down over and over and over again. Right, right. Which there, that, like that. there's no question that that was, oh, he has a lot of people listening to him. Shut him up. Yeah, of course. We don't want people to hear this. No, 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 no. But the whole thing, the whole, the whole system, the whole, I mean, the mainstream media, and I, and I totally agree with Adam, it's imploding and it's, it's on borrowed time and they know this and that's why they're shrieking and more desperate and doing, you know, they don't know what to do next, stand on their heads and spit nickels, you know, um, because they know it's all going away. And there's, cause there's, <laughs> there's, there's more than one Nick. There's a lot of guys doing that. God bless them. Well, yeah, because these larger organizations don't seem to be able to cover the story in an honest, non-clickbaity way. That seems to be the average way all this stuff is being done now. Right. Because that's how the money's coming in. You need somebody to click on it. And it takes the believability from any news organization. And I've noticed this a lot because Fox News was one of the last major news organizations that I check out their website a lot. Mm. And I am so tired of on their own website, not just bringing people onto their website, but once you're on a website like Fox, and I'm sure it's no different on CNN or MSNBC and all, whatever who's running their websites, even the headlines on the website itself, when you start scrolling down are all clickbait. You know, there's things that they could say very simply, like, you know, rather than saying, you know, Oh, shocking bombshell from rock and roll star. Right. Well, you could put David Lee Roth says he's retiring. I mean, you could fit that in the headline. Yeah. yeah. But that's not what I they mean, do. It's over for these guys. I mean, look, look at the Rogan Sanjay Gupta exchange a few weeks ago. <laughs> yes. I mean, Joe Rogan is a fucking whale. I mean, his audience is so much bigger than Sanjay. It's not even, they're not even in the same, you know, zip code. It's, it's ridiculous. 
So this is this is why they're all clawing their own eyeballs out because they see it's it's over. It's over for them. Right, because they can't make the money. No. They have to, well, they think they have to play one side over the other, which is what MSNBC does. And I'm gonna not say that uh Fox News is any different because I think they kind of swing in the other direction, which is it's always gonna be more of a conservative viewpoint against the liberal. So it's like I don't really know if one's any better than the other. I might think one's a little more honest with their reporting, but when you bring bias into the reporting, that's still where the issue is going to be. Mm-hmm. And if you can't find people who try to break that mold, which is something that I try to do in the podcast that I do, which is I'm not always going to say something that my audience agrees with. And right. they either like that or they don't. I mean, maybe that hurts your audience, but I'm not going to be like, well, here's what I, uh, here's the big news and then cover something up because you're like, well, I know my audience is, you know, pro this or anti that or whatever it is Mm -hmm. where these news organizations now, everything is like, well, if we're going to cover this, how, how do we cover this? The Rittenhouse case, well, we have to cover it. Right. Sure. It's got to be through a certain lens. And as you heard, you know, Reverend Al and all this, this whole clip, (laughs) I mean, we we can stop it there because that's really depressing. (laughs) It is depressing. It is, but you know, but it's depressing only if you listen to it. I mean, I've, I've never, my, my stupid TV doesn't even get my television at home. I rarely watch it. It does not get CNN. It does not get MSNBC. Um, It doesn't get any of these things. So when I see these clips and stuff, I'm finding them, you know, on social media or or maybe, uh, you know, other independent websites, you know, the TV is basically, it's, it's a paperweight. And I think, I think I'm not alone in that. Well, no, because the usefulness of it is dead. Yeah, it's dead. Even for entertainment, it's dead. The sitcom is dead. Yeah. Oh, thank God the fucking sitcom's dead. I like some good sitcoms, but they've been not Uh, around for a long time. A long time. We're, we're, you know, really a long, long time. There's no such thing as a good woke sitcom. No. (laughs) It's really bad jokes with piped in. I mean, when you go back and watch a series like mash which i did not too long ago Mm. even though there is definitely a leaning you know anti-war more liberal kind of leaning the writing was fantastic the acting was fantastic and to me that's how you can win hearts and minds which is oh i'm being entertained but you know what that was an interesting topic and maybe it changed the way i look at something a little bit rather than uh, being bludgeoned over the head with something the way they seem to have to do now to get any kind of point across yeah but i digress you had a clip now here of uh the thanksgiving of scarcity yes this is a timely clip it's perishable we have to use it yes it is uh (laughs) it is thanksgiving week and we know that people will be getting together with their friends and family and uh i saw a meme the other day that said you know this whole adage of don't talk about religion and politics with your family. Mm. Well, remember that this Thanksgiving and go do the opposite because you'll have a lot less Christmas presents to buy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally true. (laughs) Like, yeah, just get it cleared out. It'll it'll save you money on Christmas, which is good because this supply chain with this clip, you can even get it, get in, get out in front of that before they even arrive. When you listen to this airhead, what she has to say, let's see what this is here. And while we are on the topic of something that could be controversial, perhaps forego the turkey. Bear with me. I know that is the staple of the Thanksgiving meal. However, some people think turkey is overrated. And so it (laughs) tends to be the most expensive thing on the table. Wait, wait. Turkey has never been. I mean, it's the one item that's the most expensive because it's the biggest. It's not caviar. Okay, honey. (laughs) Right, right. You don't know what's on my Thanksgiving table. Exactly. That, uh. Yeah, so but we we have to forego the oh, turkey. Yeah. Well, this is this is part of you know Joey Baga Maggot's uh, whole you know lowered expectations. So this is you know I don't I don't know the setup from this because it's a clip I saw again on, on social media and this is from I think the Today Show. Um, Sounds about right. But it's just incredible to listen what what she has to say. So we're getting rid of the turkey. Let's see what else she got here. Expensive thing on the table. Maybe you do an Italian feast instead. 
Right, because an Italian feast is so cheap. So cheap. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is she thinking just of. Get, just get some fucking butoni and a couple jars of ragu and send them home. Right. Get some, yeah, let's get some uh, just dry spaghetti, throw it yeah. in a, a pot. Yeah, in fact, fuck this sauce. Just squirt, squirt, squirt ketchup on that, you know, Nebraska style. Just carbo load it all. <laughs> yeah, and then send everybody home quick. An Italian yeah. meal. I mean, I, I don't have any problems with an Italian meal, but I don't I believe that's man. cheaper than turkey. I mean, turkey I up know. until recently was a really cheap meat. When you absolutely, compare, you know, well, uh, you know, oh, okay, we'll finish the clip and I'll tell you a story about uh, turkey prices. But anyway, and I will say this: if you tell everyone you're having a Thanksgiving without turkey, some guests may drop off the list, and that's a way to cut costs too. <laughs> well, there you go. So just tell them you're not having turkey and they go, fuck it. We're going to Jack in a box instead. Okay. We're go done. somewhere you can get a turkey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. The shelter. Well, it's we mind know, blowing. We know, whether you know that uh, Joey, I mean, he mm. did a nice thing. Uh, peanut butter and jelly were, were spared. Oh, dear. that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, this is talk about your, you know, your inflation, Darren. For the past few years, my wife and I have been lazy, but this is, this is kind of, Cool. These these sort of there's a couple of upscale supermarket chains here that would make a turkey for you. Right. You know, for like small, medium, big, you know, jumbo, whatever, with all the trimmings, all of you know, the sweet potatoes and this and the stuffing, blah, 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 blah. The whole Megillah. And um, they would they would cook it for you. And we the first time we tried it, we were like floored because it was flawless. Right. <laughs> it was just amazing. You just they say, okay, come and pick it up at noon or whatever. You load it in the car and then you know reheat it a little bit in the oven for an hour, whatever the hell it was. And it was absolute perfection. And and it was it was it was ridiculously cheap. It was like 70, 80 bucks. Almost less than it would cost to do it yourself. Right. right? So like we're like, hey, we're we're down with this program for the foreseeable future. Right. So this year, my wife says, you want to do that again? I says, absolutely. She calls uh, supermarket. Um, they don't have any more big turkeys. You can get a turkey for four, which I imagine is about the size of a Cornish hen. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. With all the trimmings, $280. Wow. So last year was like 70, 75 bucks for a big ass turkey. Now it's a, you know, you could put it in your, in your hat and it's uh, two, 280 bucks. I've seen varying prices here because that's exactly what we're doing. We've done the same thing in the past. Yeah. And it was for the fresh Hoka Turkey with uh, two sides. And I think it was an 18 pound Turkey was <laughs> like 150 or 160 bucks, okay. which wasn't bad compared to LA pricing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, we were always shocked at how cheap it was like, how do they make a buck off of this? Or maybe it was like a lost looter or something to get people in and buy wine. I mean, it was like, right. I could never figure it out how they could do it so cheaply. And it was so damn good. There are some of the uh, grocery stores that are still doing them around here. I don't know the size, though. I've seen some advertising at a hundred bucks. And the place that we get from is a little bit more of the higher end grocery. And as you said, when we've gotten it in the past, everything's always been great. This year, for the first time, and this makes sense, it had to be prepaid at least, you know, 10, 14 days, whatever it was before Thanksgiving, because I can only imagine. Sure. You know, people maybe just didn't show up for them in the past. Uh, And that's a lot of food. I know my friend that owns a restaurant, she said they're doing, uh, I think, 65 turkeys this Thanksgiving. So there's a lot of people that do this concept of, you know, let somebody else cook it because, yeah, it's a hell of a lot easier. (laughs) I'm all about convenience. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's like, you know, it's going to be done, you know, in uh, hopefully you know, a better manner, especially when you have the commercial ovens that they can do this stuff in. I mean, I just remember always as a kid, you know, the big turkeys in the oven, you're waiting for the little, you know, the little plastic thing that's sticking out of the turkey's ass to like the little button to pop up. up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do we really believe this technology is, uh, is that the point where they know the perfect amount of, uh, you know, doneness or Mm -hmm. is it going to be overcooked or undercooked? And, I don't mind cooking, but, you know, turkeys, probably somebody else could do it better than I could. If it won't fit in my air fryer, somebody else can probably do it better. Oh, yeah. You must have a big air fryer. Wow. It's decent. It's a decent size. <laughs> and we did order a uh, a Carnegie Deli cheesecake because our local grocery store had them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, thing to see yeah. how many people it actually feeds because this thing. 
is, I think it was a 10 inch, but it weighs seven and a half pounds. Oh yeah. So <laughs> <They're> dense. <laughs> they are very dense. And it was like 60 bucks. And I looked at, if you ordered yeah. it directly from Carnegie, but they have to ship them individually. And of course they have to be shipped frozen and all that. I think they ship them for like a hundred bucks. So the $60 wasn't, wasn't bad for, and if you don't need family. it, you can stand behind it when you're being x-rayed. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yes. they are dense, but I'm sure yeah. they are going to, it's going to be a delicious cheesecake. And we'll going over to my parents and I don't nice. know who else will all be coming over. Cause as we talked about, my brother-in-law recently passed away and yeah, my right. sister and her family are having a, you know, a tough time, especially with this all being all sure. in between their birthdays and the holidays and my nephew's yeah. wedding coming up in April. It's going to be a, a tough go for a while. Sure. It is. That was a great episode you did, by the way, covering it. Tara's very uh, touching and uh, you know, I really enjoy it. I always enjoy your, your shows. I appreciate that. I'm uh, still an episode behind on yours. And I know you finally got the commie glossary. So I got to, I got to do the homework on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming, uh, I'm assuming you're nice to the commies, right? You don't say anything mean. Oh, they're going to love me. I'm expecting <laughs> them to throw money. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to start. Wait. Okay. So if a bunch of communists start uh, sending you cash, are you going to change your, uh, your tune? I mean, this is. No. <laughs> wait, we could buy this guy. No, they never send money. No. Or at least with Soros. If Soros wants to send me a couple billion, I'll, maybe I'll think about it. But <laughs> so if George Soros is like, Hey, Larry guy, uh, I got the Chill. billion dollars for you. If you start spewing communist propaganda, Chill. I mean, is that, yeah. what's your price? Is a billion? Is it, is it less? Could, what can uh, we, it's uh, probably less, a little less than that. <laughs> you know, it's gotta be more than I make in a, in a week anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, would, I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. But yeah. I hope everybody has a, you know, a good Thanksgiving and things are good yeah. wherever you are listening to the show. Yes. Yes, we do yes. work on the value for value model. Nobody came in this week, but that's okay. I mean, again, I get it. Right. This is the they holiday did. season. This is right. Turkeys are thanks to Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Spending Joey. a lot more on that Thanksgiving feast. Yeah. But if you're getting gas some value, is now over well over five bucks all around LA. Well, somebody right pointed out someplace in California it was like seven fifty at like yes, one station. That's, that's up north. Two places up north and then right um right at the Arizona border. Um, which these guys are idiots because now there are lines to, you know, drive over. They're crossing state lines <laughs> to get, to get, to get to, you know, it's like less than half in Arizona. You drive, you know, 10 minutes and boom. So who the fuck's going to. Well, I'm assuming if you're like the gas station that is right before you hit a long stretch of desert that there are no yeah. gas stations, you can kind of well, reach that, your own that, ticket. That's what they do. And when I, when there's a long stretch of desert, you know, the, the craziest thing, you wouldn't think it, but, um, you know, I've done a lot of tooling around and the longest stretch of nothingness that I've ever seen in, uh, anywhere is between Arizona and Los Angeles. That hunk of the Mojave goes on. There's like well over a hundred miles of absolutely nothing but fucking rock. It's pretty spooky so yeah if you don't gas up in advance of that <laughs> you could be screwed yeah you want to be full you want that tank full before yes. you yes, before you, you hit that particular stretch of highway yeah. rightfully so you know that's not a place you want to be stuck no especially when yeah. you're on the way to your thanksgiving festivities people are going to be flying i'm just so glad i don't have to fly or do anything isn't that this great stuff. are you happy about that are yes you? well yeah. being six foot six i hate oh. flying I don't understand how the, I mean, let me ask you something. How can you do that? Unless you get a bulkhead right. or a, an exit seat, how the fuck can you do that? You can't, you can't. So do you, so have you ever flown like, you know, a long way stuck in a normal seat? Not recently because usually, you know, you do what you have to do. If you're on Southwest, that means you have to be the first one mm. to check in and grab right. one of the exit rows. Um, the, the, my dad was, uh, you know, walking with the cane. so. We the last time we traveled with them, he was able to board first. So as long as because yeah. he can't sit in the bulkhead if you're boarding first, but right. you can sit in the front row, which on Southwest flights, there's extra leg room. Mm. And when we went to Ireland, you know, 15 years ago, whatever that was, American Airlines was absolutely fabulous about making sure that they could get me a seat that it wasn't going to be utter hell nice. for a six yeah. and a half hour flight. Cause you know, if it's an hour or two, maybe you can deal with it, but yeah, six, seven hours. 
absolutely. I, mean, I just can't no imagine, fun. you know, a guy your size. I mean, I'm only six feet, and if I'm going to in a normal seat, you know, if it's a coast to coast thing, I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, so because they keep getting smaller. They do absolutely. They keep getting smaller, and few people know this. With all this government regulation bullshit, there's absolutely no regulation on the number of seats an airliner can bolt into a plane. So if they want to hang it from the fucking ceiling and you pay for that to be upside down, they can do it. So <laughs> there's your crony capitalism at See, work right there. For us tall guys, the only way we can do it is to fly first class. And I don't have that kind of cash. So people are going to have yeah. to come in with that value for value. Yes, at, they uh, are. At uh, planetrage.show and uh, show your love. And show your love. We hope you have a good Thanksgiving. We will be we back do. next week. And I'm sure there'll be something to rage about. <laughs> no you doubt. have anything any last final words well I'm, well I'm doing a special Larry's down home Thanksgiving episode which I'm going to make sure drops like uh, Tuesday night so people have a chance to hear it on Wednesday before they start gorging on Thursday so Is it, will it be good for preparing for Thanksgiving or I think uh, it's yes I think it's going to be good in, in every way and I, I hope my uh, listeners agree oh one thing this is really cool I had to tell you this this is really exciting um, a guy sent me a picture last night um of the back of his suv right and he had a huge decal running across that big panoramic window and it said lutfa <laughs> oh so this is one of your guys yeah how cool is that so i've decided i'm going to now i'm going to make i've done the key fobs my next piece of larry merch is going to be uh lutfa uh, magnetic stickers for you know cars or refrigerators because holy shit it's getting some steam that is a fantastic Lanfa. idea and uh, thank you dg guru <laughs> I, I obviously gave the wrong url for our show that's the professionalism we bring here it is planet rage dot show show thank you DG. yeah i don't know what i said but yeah at least somebody's listening <laughs> somebody's listening closely <laughs> yes we will be back. Thank you for listening. And if you want to do it live, you want to go to noagendastream.com. Otherwise, we drop these shows every Monday and the rage will make you feel better. It will. Later, everybody. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. <laughs>